Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. High noon in the District of Columbia. You are listening to Beamich and Finley. And you hear that music. That means time to welcome in our friend, Mr. Barstool Nate. Eric Nathan from New York City. What up, Nate Dog? How you doing, buddy? Beautiful New York City that is to you, my friend. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, we're good, man. We're good. You know what we're Brian and I are kind of enjoying on this fine Tuesday is that Scotch. there's no franchise. Scotch? <laughs> Not Scotch yeah. yet. No, it's a little early. Um five o'clock somewhere. No franchise tag nonsense in Washington. Isn't that refreshing? Remember those years? Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good things are happening right now that are going untalked about. Mostly just the patching up of the coaching staff, the front office all being you know united with one front, one goal to win games. No leaks, no sabotage, no uh, just politics involved. A, a quiet off season is what we want. You know, like not not quiet in terms of agency signings and, and draft capital, but quiet in terms of no drama. Like, less drama, the better. The less I hear about Adam Peters, the better. That's his question, though. Not having someone on the team that you want to franchise, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It, it's not a bad question. <laughs> you know I mean? but, no, it's a fair question. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, like we're saying, we're not hearing about it, but well, is that a good thing? Let's be realistic. This team, this this roster isn't great. You know, it, it's one of the more depleted rosters in the NFL. And this new regime came in not to blow it up and start over because there's not much to blow up. So it's just kind of just rebuilding and, and patching up the holes and, and, and getting guys where we need them. And I think it's a good, not a good thing, but, you know, if you're starting over from the beginning, there's not going to be a guy to franchise. I don't think it's a terrible thing. It's just we are where we are. We This team is what it is. And now – you know, put the past in the past. Don't even look in the rearview mirror. We're only looking forward. And uh, hopefully we have a guy in, you know, four years that we do need a franchise. Yeah. yeah I, I it, It's a fair point. Like, franchising a player means you've got somebody really good that you can't get a deal done with. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure. I mean, I guess Terry. 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 I mean, would you franchise Allen or Payne knowing the money that comes with those? Yeah, you'd have to really look at what's available around the league and what you know what you want to do with your team. You know, are the well, and dude, I, I don't I don't, I don't know them in the locker room. Conversation, but 
Even a right. franchise tag at the receiver position, you might have to have a real conversation about. No, I, I agree. I think Terry is untouchable, but besides him, I you look at up and down this roster, you know, a couple young guys like Quan who you want to keep around for a while, you know, they have a lot of potential. Yeah, but that's not but, even close. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like who untouchables on this team? It, it, it it's Terry and uh You'd have to sell me on anybody else. It, 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 again, I, I'm trying to be optimistic, though, that it's not the worst spot to be in. We have a ton of cap room. We have the number two overall pick. We have, what, four picks in the top 50. Things, things are optimistic for me right now. Maybe I've had a lot of coffee this morning, but I'm feeling good about <laughs> the Washington Commander. How much coffee have you had? Uh, yeah, I, uh, what's, what's the big one from Starbucks? And like then a, a another venti- eight ounces. Venti? Yeah, venti, uh, cold brew, and then another eight ounce hot coffee. So, you know, I'm, I'm buzzed. Um, I do, but outside of your coffee high, I don't think you're incorrect. I think if you're a Commanders fan right now, it's a time of optimism, frankly, and it's because what I maintain it's the first time since Charlie Casserly roamed the halls of Ashburn that you've got a real general manager enabled set up to do the job and whatever you think of Quinn or Kingsbury or Witt or Larry Izzo or Ken Norton, at least they've put the right structure in place. And I think, I think next year is going to be pretty lean, man. I really do. But that doesn't mean that they're not building it the right way. And it's quite refreshing to say that. Are, are you sleeping on the Scott McLuhan era in Washington? Was, was he not our GM set up for success? Uh, uh, he didn't have the the where uh, people were like trying to everything he did they tried to shoot down. I, I think you're doing a bit. I I, I think Scott I could, will... Scott can evaluate talent, but hell no, the structure of Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen was not setting McLuhan up for success. I was when the book is written or the documentary made on the Snyder era, the McLuhan era is one of the more fascinating, more toxic, more insane time periods that I remember covering right in about this team. Like, I, I, I can't even believe that happened when you look back on it. Nothing made sense. Everything was crazy. I, it was at 2017. It, it was every single day something new and insane was happening. It, it was just what chaos this franchise was. <laughs> and now look at us. We're, we're turning over a new leaf. Now all we need is a new stadium and a franchise quarterback and maybe a new name and an offensive line, maybe some guys. Well, damn, how many things are you going to say? All a we linebacker, need is. <laughs> running back. Uh, they need a, a lot, man. They need a lot. Um, I can keep going, yeah. Um, I mean, seriously, they need a lot. But what, what could change the entire outcome is if the number two pick is a quarterback and that quarterback can play. Yep. How, how do you... We're getting, listen, this time next week, today's Tuesday, right? This time next week, I'll be at the Combine in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Like, Beautiful. We're, we're getting to Combine draft, who should it be, talk. And and it's getting to a point where that's a reasonable discussion. Um, what are what are Nasty Nate's early draft leans? Well, here's what we know is Justin Fields and Justin Fields' dog both unfollowed the Bears on Instagram last night. So, Word to the wise is his time in Chicago is over. I don't think the Washington Commanders should be trading for him or his dog. Uh, I think we go Drake May at number two. 
I think a lot can still change between now and the draft. Uh, Jaden Daniels can impress with his throws, his accuracy, his arm strength, his interviews, his IQ, and all that, and move to the number two overall pick. But as it stands right this second, I think Drake May is the guy. Um, and then, you know, I, I, you, I, I spend a lot of time online, a lot of time on Twitter. And some people are very, very, very high on Drake May, and I tend to lean that way. I, I only watch clips of him that people who want to boost his stock put out, and I love what they're doing because every throw I see, uh, I love. He's accurate. He has the strength. He has the size. He looks like an NFL quarterback to me. That's not to say that Jaden Daniels isn't because we watched him this season. That guy is incredible. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't want to face him if I was the Washington Commanders. But as it stands right now, Nasty Nate's lean at number two is Drake May, quarterback at the University of North Carolina. So you're the Mike Shanahan of uh, Barstool where you only look at the highlights. Yes. I, I, don't get, <laughs> I don't watch the All-22. I'm not breaking down film. I am not you know, doing any of that. I'm only watching clips. And it's worked out for me in the past. I, I'm pretty accurate when it comes to watching clips and predicting how a player will do. Who else so, you got? Let's hear the resume. I have a very, very well-timed uh, tweet about Micah Parsons where I said, I want Washington to trade for him. And then he went to Dallas. And I said, this guy's going to ruin our lives for the next decade. That was spot on. Um, I also put um, a bunch of quarterbacks that we've taken in the past in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, a little here, a little there. But I, I, I like when I'm seeing out of Drake May. On, on Nasty Nate's scouting service, um, a lot of excitement around Carson Wentz. I do, yes. I do seem to recall that. Yeah. Who is that wide receiver who uh, – oh, what's his name? I put him in the – Trey Quinn. I put him in the Hall of Fame after one preseason game. Hype Rocket. The, yeah, I put the cornerback from JMU, uh, the People's Corner, in the Hall of Fame after one pass break up in the preseason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so Jimmy hey, we're a little here, a little there. That's all right. Um, well, everybody's got misses, man. Everybody's got misses. Um, absolutely. I was listening to our station yesterday, and Me too. Um, what's that? I was as well. That a boy? You were listening on off day. Um, Always. So. There's an interesting conversation with Justin Fields, Brian, mm-hmm. where the Justin Fields supporters are adamant that he's a stud. He's just been in bad situations in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Has he not? I don't. I, I don't. I'm asking. What, like, what, how many? Some guys are just good wherever they go. This is third year. Yeah, and I think we've given those same excuses to a lot of other people who've had multiple uh, offensive coordinators at this time. Why not Justin Fields? We've uh, talked about how Matt Nagy was basically a bust. Let me say players a bust. He was a bust as a head coach. But, like, that's all true. But Stroud gets to Houston and is just good. Stroud got to Houston, and then we just like we said, he's an anomaly. We can't compare him to Stroud because he's a little different than person than Stroud. Stroud ended up with Sloick, who had an unbelievable year. But I'm saying Herbert got to LA and was just good. Sometimes guys are just good. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they have they have to deal with the people that they're dealing with. We've we've sat there and watched Herbert had to deal with Staley. We listened, to, but he was he had somebody before Staley where he already had established himself. But we've already listened to uh Herbert not Herbert, uh was Justin Fields say his coach basically tried to change everything about him instead of trying to utilize what he had. Which was stupid. 
You know, so but I, I, I can't sit up here and act as if he was in the best situation. I I agree with you. I just don't know where do you land on Justin Fields, Nate? Like there's the, the, the thought process that he's definitely good and the system has been bad, I, I don't think one plus one equals two there. I think the system in Chicago has been bad, but I don't know that he's definitely good. Yeah, uh, I'm not a truther believer in Justin Fields like b seems to be. I don't think Justin Fields I don't is know that you are. Do you definitely think he's, think he's good, B? I think he's shown glimpses of being a damn good quarterback, but he has not been given the consistency to get it done. Yeah, I, I I think we know he's a freak athlete. I think we know he can, you know, run the ball. He had over a thousand yards rushing in 2022 and over 600 this last year. Uh, he's improved his accuracy year after year. But when we we've, we've watched him, we've seen him make crazy athletic throws, and we've seen him just be absolutely terrible and be like, this guy can't be the guy if he's still making throws in year three like that. Uh, I I don't think he's worth trading a ton of draft capital for if that's where this conversation is heading i don't want him to be well, I'm not in going Washington. There. okay yeah I, I don't i don't want to kick any tires on him you, if we're kicking the tires on, on justin fields a field might as well a, a fields being an answer in washington is a no for you at 100 you might as well take a guy in the second round this year or like a bo nicks or whatever Listen. and kick the tires on him than take a guy that has underperformed at best in three years in chicago is that a I, no I, I, for you brian yeah. I don't think they should be trying to trade for him because I think Chicago is going to try to ask for as much. They they it meant they won't get what they will get for the first pick. Kind of, the word is now coming out that but they it's will a get second. a good bit. It, yeah. A second gets you fields, um, and the second only gets it's only dropping to a second because they have the first pick. Right, also. they don't have so a ton it, of it drops it down because if, if it, that you just imagine Caleb not being there, they don't have the first pick. You'll get more than uh, they would ask for more than a second. Whether you are or are not or somewhere in the middle, there is room for, for context. Whether you believe Fields is the truth or not, or you think he's somewhere in the middle. The problem with going after a guy like Justin Fields is you immediately eliminate cheap quarterback as an option because mm-hmm. he's going into year four. Just to trade for him, I imagine you're immediately picking up his option year. So that's that's two years where he's making real money now. Because year four adds up all the money he's made before. And frankly, if you're trading for that dude, then you have to be a true believer. And if you are a true believer, then you need to be working on an extension. Yeah. And and I I don't know that Fields is or isn't the guy, but I know I'm not in the Justin Fields making 50 mil a year quarterback extension market. I'm with that, but I will say this, though. We are discussing all this as a team who is trying to get out of the slumps and out of the the, the, the the bottom of the pit when it comes down to doing smart things over the years. No, when you're trying to establish stuff, no, I wouldn't do that. But there will be a team that will and don't have the problems that we have to try to fix. Yeah, I mean, even with Justin Fields' dog, I just don't think that it's a move worth making. I, I don't even think that. I, I I could see, I don't know, but like someone like the Dolphins who have to either pay Tua or get a new QB. I, I don't know. Is Justin Fields even going to start in this in the league this coming up season might be the better discussion. I, I would say yes because there's enough bad teams like the Steelers, um, yeah, the Seattle need a guy, um, New Orleans. There's enough teams with like those fringe quarterbacks who could – maybe upgrade with him, but then when you're talking about the extension, it just doesn't seem worth it. 
Yeah, the extension is, is what does it to me. It's much like is that extension here or is that extension anywhere? Because I think we we get a little lax when we start when we we get a little lost when we're discussing what this team should do compared to other teams. I don't think it's going to be a problem another team picking him up and moving forward. I wouldn't want to extend him. If I was trading for him, let's say I'm not Washington where there's so much that needs to be done. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nate Nate said New Orleans, right? Or um, another quasi-quarterback team. What about the Falcons? I'd say, yo, I'm picking up your fifth-year option today. We're we're absolutely locked in. Let's see how this goes, and we talk extension after the year. Mm -hmm. Because picking up the option is a pretty good act of good faith. Like, if I was the GM of a team that thought – But I think that's all anybody needs to do. I mean – we're talking about the dude like he's just straight garbage. We got enough quarterbacks as garbage in the NFL that we sit up here and we get chances to. I don't think he's been showing me to the point that he is not a guy that can be successful in this league. He hasn't shown you that he can't. I'm not sure he's shown you that he can. Which he's, is- he's shown me he can if he just has some legitimacy behind him. I know we. I, I tell you all the time, I look at this, this league where guys, when you get complete backing from your team, things are much easier sure. than when you don't. So I'm not going to knock a guy when I, I I watch how they've been up there with him. He's been basically thrown into a situation that's been as worse, as, as bad as the sometimes we had here with quarterback. That's what has me so excited about this draft cycle. Is ideally, it sure seems like anyway, for the first time in probably our like my lifetime, mm-hmm. you're going to have owner, general manager, coach all aligned on the selection of a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. And yeah. with that, you should have ample room, ample time to really develop and evaluate. Yeah. Because that did not that. happen here. That normally does not. Yeah. The, the way I see it is right now in the NFL, it's Patrick Mahomes and then everyone else. Like Lamar just had his second MVP season. He was no match for, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen can't measure up to Patrick Mahomes right now. Dak, unbelievable year. Absolutely nothing compared to Patrick Mahomes. So when you see a guy like Justin Fields, you're like, well, okay, maybe he might be something, but will he ever even get close to the player that Mahomes is? Is that a fair comparison, though, Nate? I mean, let's be real. None of these damn quarterbacks are going to be Patrick Mahomes. Some of the guys in the 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 Hall of Fame aren't Patrick Mahomes. I I reject that that idea. But but you compare people to the best of the best. There are people in the Hall of Fame that's not close to him. So I think that's I, a wrong, that's not a that's not the right comparison. Most quarterbacks in the league. But if you're are, trying to win a title, but but Jay, come on, dog, name me the quarterback that you've seen as Patrick Mahomes. I think that's the, why you have. If we go through the last twenty five years, can you name ten of them? Hell no. But that's why mm, it's smarter to go in the draft and get a guy that you know could have a higher ceiling. I think when you don't have a, a, when you don't have a Patrick Mahomes, you need to have a better overall team than thinking he's just a quarterback. Let's be real. Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have won it this year without that defense that they had this year, right? Yeah, I think the only so dude you got to have more than just Patrick to Mahomes. that level is Burrow, and he, the injuries worry me. And, and I understand that, but what I'm saying, you got to look at a guy who has the same years over and over again in the health, and also this year when he was down, he had something to pick him up. We we you got we got to stop trying to get Patrick Mahomes and start to get let's start get Justin Herbert, okay? Because he's not a Patrick Mahomes either. Right, we got to try to get somebody like I mean, him. I think or the maybe closest guys him. to him are probably you could talk about Allen, Lamar, Herbert, Stroud. But, but Stroud might be there. Yeah, but I one think, year. But got to give him more than one year before we put him where Patrick Mahomes. I at. agree, though. That's why at number two, like I'm out on the trade back discussions. I'm yep. I'm out on the trade up. Also, yep. I, if if Caleb's there, take him. 
If he's not, you like Drake, take him. I like Daniels, take him. Take the yep. guy, have full organizational support. It was really interesting. It was actually on part of my take, Nate, um, a Barstool product. They had, they had RG3 on last week or two weeks ago. And Griffin said something. RG3 is RG3, right? And, and he certainly seems to have some level of revisionist history about his time in Washington. But one mm-hmm. thing one thing he said that was undeniable is, you know, for a team to trade as much as they did to get me, to then just cut the cord on that investment two years later doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. And what you had at that time that we all understand is organizational chaos, Yeah, right? You had an owner. Like, there's also Shanahan revisionist history, how they pretend they didn't want Robert once when it went bad. <laughs> they sure as hell liked him when it was going good. Yeah, But, like, clearly... The chaos was a part, not only part, but a part in Robert's demise. I think injuries are at the top of the list. Then there's a whole lot of factors on there. That's, hey, I'm Mr. Positivity all damn day, Landfill. That's why I'm optimistic about this situation. Because even if this kid ain't it, at least he will be developed, evaluated properly. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, All right. While we're being optimistic, Nate Dogg. The Nats are no longer for sale. What do you make of that? Yeah, that was interesting, huh? We we thought for the last two years now, maybe more, that new ownership was coming in. I know uh, Uncle Ted's been Ted Leonis has been tied to them for a while now, and now they're just off the market. I I don't know really how to make heads or tails of that. I I think it's a good thing because organizational stability is always the best thing for a team that you root for. Um, you know, th- this is a team deep in the rebuild with a lot of great prospects who, you know, I'm not going to, you know, had, had, had a pretty good season last season, all things considered with, you know, how depleted the roster and young the roster is. So I, I think it's a good thing that they're not being sold. I could be wrong. Maybe that means money is now being pinched and stuff like that. But um, they used to spend money, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They used to spend a lot of money. I, I'm choosing to be optimistic that this means they think with the Orioles getting sold, there's some resolution coming on television. Maybe they bring in a new investor or something, get a little cash flow. But I'm I'm choosing to be optimistic on this thing. Pitchers and catchers yeah, that- are down in Florida, and if you can't be optimistic about baseball in February, you never can. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where I land, too. It, it, this is a very rich family, the Lerner family. Uh, they have billions. You know, I think they're like one of the top 50 richest people in America. I don't know. I might have just made that up. But, um, Sounds made up, but I'll, I'll give yeah, you. But, yeah, no, it, I'm, this is optimistic radio on, on the fan right now. I, I'm choosing to, to think it's a good thing, not a bad thing, that they're not selling. I think maybe they're like, wait, this is kind of cool. Maybe we just have, like, a generational ownership family who we've already won one World Series. Now we're developing these young guys for a second. I, I'm choosing to look at it that way. I'm with you. Um, I don't know. I, I tried to Forbes them in uh, 2016. They were 80th. 2015, they were the 80th richest family in America. Pretty good. All right, that's, I said top 50. That's not that's not too bad. I'm going to go one more, Nate. We're going to be optimistic. It's not looking great for the Caps, but mm. Ovi scoring again. Optimistic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we also got to go, and Landfill's going to flip out. So just say no, hooray, all right. Yeah, no, Ovi, he finally got in uh, into shape, which is great. He's scoring again, which is great. He's going to have over 20 goals this season, which, you know, two weeks ago looked like it was uh, – Maybe not going to happen. The team itself, yeah, not doing excellent right now. But if Ovi's scoring, that's all we can really care about. We're not going to win the cup this year, but we're just going to watch goals, you know, being added to Ovi's uh, 
Ovi's record chase, and it's going to be fun to watch for the next season and a half. An optimistic 20 minutes with Nate Dog. Thanks, buddy. All right, brother. Shout out to our guy, Alex Ovechkin, who took a selfie with my buddy Mullen's daughter last night at the Hibachi Joint in Arlington. You know what else is here? Cold weather. The cold Washington winter weather is here and is your home system, heating system, ready to go the distance. Assure your family's comfort all season long. Call my guys, the five-star heating experts at Crop Metcalf. Not only can your Crop Metcalf five-star technician properly fix and maintain your system, but has the knowledge and experience to catch potential problems before you're left out in the cold. Call 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. And remember, Crop Metcalf is the one with five stars. Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I'd like to uh, welcome everybody in to $6 Stromboli. Calzone, rather, Tuesday. Um, to help us celebrate is our friend, Mr. Mitch Tischler. Big man. What's up, dude? What's going on, bud? I'm a big fan of Calzones. Where are we getting them from? Uh, Lito's, they're $6 today. Lito's also the best pizza in the DMV. So, Do, do you uh, say Lito or Lito's? Lito's. Yeah, like everybody. It's Lito. Um, apparently, it's Lito, and, and the, the hipsters are giving us a hard time. Look um, at the box. What the box say? It does say Lito Pizza. Um, I'm trying to listen to what the person that named it says. Big man, we now know the complete coaching staff. What's your reaction with every everybody signed, sealed, delivered, finalized? Um, I like it a lot. I think you can see uh, why Adam Peters and Josh Harris were into Dan Quinn. Uh, he's brought together a, a really good, deep staff a staff that kind of has layers to it. You have folks on both offense and defense that were, you know, former players, former position coaches, former special assistants, former coordinators, and former head coaches. And so you're in the situation where you have, you know, a bunch of guys with a bunch of different experience levels. And now it's going to take, you know, Dan Quinn and his leadership style to get everybody together and on the same page and, and uh, you know, on the same train, on the same track, going down, the, going down in the same direction. 
prior to uh, signing Dan Quinn, we were talking about offensive coach or defensive coach. After watching this staff come together, does it look like it was a defensive coach putting them together, or did he go out and try to get the best staff he can get? Oh, I mean, I think he went out and got the best staff he can get. And, you know, you can look at, you know, just up the up the road um, with Mike McDonald going out to Seattle. You know, I don't think the staff that they're putting together out there is nearly comparable to uh, what the commanders have put together on paper. But, B, to your point about offensive or defensive guy, my least favorite word over the last couple months as we've been going through this coaching thing has been poach because fans and folks on the Internet and around the league are all so concerned about a coach being poached before they've (laughs) done a single thing here in Washington. And when you look at these staffs, they're set up so that there's overlap. There's a little bit of overlap in, you know, in different jobs and whatnot. So you're not in a position where if an offensive coordinator or if somebody gets poached, that it's going, that it's going to be detrimental uh, to the rest of the staff. And so that's why I think what you, when you look at what Dan Quinn has done, he's put together some depth. There are guys who have been at all levels of organizations. And if perchance this offense or defense turn out to be top five and some other team around the league wants to try and grab somebody off your staff, it's not going to be, it's not going to ruin, you know, the mojo that the team has going because there are guys who can step right in and slide right in and help out in different ways. So, I agree with you, and I said that for a while, that the assumption that you might lose a coordinator down the, down the road was silly. Like, you got to win games first. You got to be good. That's a good problem to have. But I also think you are making an assumption that because the way the staff's built out, they'll automatically be fine should they lose somebody. Because whoever you lose, that's value, right? Yeah, value, but you don't yeah, fall not... off so much, though. Ideally, but I think – that's that's an assumption the other way. I'm saying veteran coaches and coaches that have some level of experience is a lot better than having a an offensive minded guy that's your your uh, offensive coordinator and then a bunch of no name people following them like a lot of teams are normally put together. I I don't we're not guaranteeing that it's going to be that, but it does alleviate the hit a little bit. I that's fair, and Ron didn't do this, but Jay definitely did it, and in a way Shanahan kind of did it. Um. Clearly, Dan Quinn not operating in self-preservation mode, building out the staff. Because if this thing goes sideways, there's about 100 people they could fire Dan and promote somebody else with, with head coaching experience. Right. And I, I, I think I that's like an that. important point. Because everyone was so concerned about, quote-unquote, a retread head coach or whatever. How about a coach that's been there and done that and understands the, the correct way to build a team and isn't, sitting there looking over his shoulder, cared about, you know, what's going to happen. I mean, think about last year had they fired Eric Bieniemy, Who would have taken over the offensive play calling there because the cupboard was pretty bare? Look at when Jay Gruden got fired. Hell, when they did Powell. fire, when they fired Del Rio, Ron had to do it himself because there was nobody else with that level of experience. And that's why I think when you look at what Dan Quinn's done, you know, especially for Commanders fans who have lived through this and seen it, with multiple coaches over the past, you know, decade, two decades, whatever it may be, you can see that, of course, if your coordinator, you know, ends up leaving to go somewhere, it's going to hurt your team. But the fact that, let's say Cliff Kingsbury, you know, after a incredible season this year goes, you have Brian Johnson, who's been an OC before, has been a quarterback, 
has been a quarterback coach before. You have Anthony Lynn, you know, who's been an, a head coach before. He's been an OC before. You have guys who can step right in and help out and, and, and make sure that if there is a departure, that's not, you know, it's not, it's not detrimental to the organization. We, we talk about this thing as if, you know, Dan Quinn is, is, is uh, the previous coaches that we had. He has someone that's uh, on top of him. And that's Adam Peters, whose job is to make sure things are good, whether Dan Quinn is the coach or anybody else. And I believe that's a part of it. Yeah, Dan Quinn has was attracting a lot of uh, coaches. But Adam Peters also has to be a lot comfortable with those people because what if? What if you have a great defense and somebody poached your defensive coordinator? Want him to be a head coach. you got to be ready to move either direction. And I think this team is set up at this point to probably withstand some of that where it wasn't like that in the past. Because we all started this thing by saying, get the right guy. We got the right guy in Adam Peters. But we still judge this thing on a daily basis based off of Adam Peters is not here, like we're still dealing with the same crap we dealt with before. We got to give him some level of credit, some level of uh, uh, give him a little, little, little what's called wiggle room to be able to get this thing done. Out, We can't get beyond thinking what has been to see what could possibly be. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt that Adam Peters brings some legitimacy to the organization. And, you know, in years past when it's been the coach-centric approach or, you know, the previous owner being there, that certainly was a hindrance for some, you know, coaches who, you know, recognized the power struggle that was ultimately going to be there. I think the fact that this thing is set up so uh, all the roles are delineated pretty, pretty directly, I think, you know, helps encourage, you know, folks to come here and want to be here and want to be on the staff. So absolutely, Adam Peters plays a huge role in it. And I think Dan, Dan Quinn, aside from, you know, him attracting coaches, I think his personality plays a big role in it too because he's sitting there. And, of course, everyone's saying the right things now. We haven't played football yet. And everything on paper kind of looks like it's set up, you know, set up nicely. But at the end of the day, you got to, you know, it's got to it's got to work out in in real time. But uh, Quinn saying the right things about defer, being deferential to Adam Peters when they talk about personnel and whatnot, I think you know is a public bat signal. Like, hey, this thing is set up the way that traditional NFL organization winning NFL organizations are set up. Totally. Um, leave you this and answer it quickly if you can. We're now. I mean, Quinn's been the guy now for close to a month. It's been some time. Do you? Now care or believe more that maybe as much as they wanted Johnson or McDonald, that Quinn did impress them, particularly when he talked about how he was going to build out his staff. Yeah, I think you, I think you have to recognize that at this point. And, and I hope that fans that were upset about the Dan Quinn hire, you know, recognize that, uh, you know, the head coach is more than just an X's and O's guy. It's about bringing in the right group. And I think he's proven that he can, that he did that. Thank you, big man. Appreciate you. All right, man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, brother. That's our guy, Mitch Tischler. Follow him on X at Mitch underscore Tischler. I got good news for you, folks. ESPN Bet is now live in the DMV. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. 
Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present within the state of Maryland or Virginia to participate. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See the app for details. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But I believe I read something where Smack That by Akon, the song you're hearing right now, not a lot of subtlety in this song, but it is a banger. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you got to just say what you want, man. You can't be sitting up here trying to beat around a bush. Sure. Akon believes you. Um, remember when downloading ringtones was a big thing? Mm-hmm. Like on your phone? So like when somebody called you, a song played? Yep. I believe. People still do that. Not nearly with the frequency, right? I don't know. I hear a lot of songs popping up. Like, oh, they, they say who it is before they answer the phone. But now it's like the song is playing. Not like the old school where it was just like beeping to the beat. Now the song actually played. Right. I believe, and this is probably verifiable, however, I will not verify it. Smack That was the most downloaded, like, ringtone of all time. Well, they basically let you know that it was a booty call. <laughs> That's true. Men and women. If you know, they let you know what it is. If somebody assigns smack that as your yeah, ringtone, you know, you know what it's, what it's about. I think you do know what that's about. Um, we've been talking a lot about the football team here. I wanted to ask you something, Brian. Yes. Do you know what the third? I'll give you the top two. Okay. Number one, Microsoft. Number two, Apple. Amazon. No. Mm. You got a guess, Landini? Is it NVIDIA? NVIDIA just... Landfield just saw that somewhere. Not true. I know things. NVIDIA. So who was in third place, Jeff? I don't know. I was eating just now, JP. We're eating calzones, JP. <laughs> Even when Jeff doesn't mean to sound funny, that was pretty funny. Um, so it was Google, the the mm-hmm. the owning company, whatever Where's you call Amazon? it, is Alphabet, but it was Google. Um, he, here's why I find this remarkable. Nvidia is now the third most valuable company in the United States. I did not know this until I read about it this morning. Jeff, what does NVIDIA... Listen, we all know what Microsoft does, right? Software, all, all sorts of stuff, but computers. We all know what Apple does. They do software and hardware. Like, they actually make the products, right? What, Jeff, does NVIDIA do? Uh, I believe they make, like, the chips. Like, the chips that go inside of computers. Like, processing chips, if I'm well, not mistaken. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um it's crazy that you said that because you ever have one of your friends that that always talks about like things real early and you like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, dude, during the pandemic, one of my boys literally was telling me, 
yo, invest in NVIDIA. Invest in NVIDIA. If that person did that, they he made did. a lot of money. And now I'm about to text him and see where is he at with that because that's crazy, dude. In the third quarter of last year, B, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. In the third quarter of last year, NVIDIA profits grew 1,200%. Silly. Their revenues were $18 billion Wow. In the third quarter. You can probably still invest in NVIDIA because guess what things will need? Processing chips. chips. So here's why NVIDIA stands out above the rest of these. They... NVIDIA became a big deal because they were really good at graphics chips, right? They were in Nintendo and PlayStation, whatever the hell, right? Uh The graphics were really important. But then they were far out in front on AI, on artificial intelligence. That's why they've had this huge... Apparently, NVIDIA's chips make up 70% of the global AI chip market. That's damn near a monopoly. (laughs) But... They had this big lead because of the graphics. Now, guess who's tired of buying and wants to start making their own? Amazon. Amazon, Google, <laughs> Amazon Microsoft. Wants to be, Amazon wants to own everything. I'm just saying, like, it, it, it's pretty remarkable, man. Um, and listen, before some, like, business person calls in and corrects me, I understand that these valuations change relatively rapidly, so maybe it's changed already. But it is, uh, what do you think of AI, dude? Scary. I saw some videos they were making off of it. Creepy as hell. They were discussing it on this uh, show I was watching yesterday, like a news show. And the lady kept saying, the, ro- the computers are taking over. The computers are taking over. Yeah, it may be happening. The last time I flew which was back from Vegas. Mm -hmm. I had this thought at the airport going through security. Robots can do all of this. Yeah. Like. But you need somebody just to make the robots. I guess, man. Robots will make themselves, too. I think there's going to be a lot of, I don't know. I think about Terminator 2 and Skynet landfill. I, uh, what are you going to do with all these people? That get displaced by robots. Mm-hmm. Can we get some robots to run damn Congress? Might be better. Now that might be <laughs> on to something there. When we come back, Nikki Javala joins the program. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 